fact. Co-mingling with a clientele in a place like Tommy's could put Shirley in real danger of violating her parole. Fact. Shirley was well aware of that. She also knew Bell was grappling with a terrible case, the brutal and apparently unprovoked murder of a retired coal miner two nights ago, right in the man's own driveway on the west side of Acker's Gap. The town was still reeling from the shock of it, from a crime that had injected a paralyzing chill into the warm, loose-limbed languor of summer in the mountains. Fact. Shirley didn't give a rat's ass. She didn't care what sort of extra hassle she caused for Belle, what kind of shame or embarrassment or inconvenience. Fact. Shirley was not only selfish, she was reckless, too. Dropping Belle's name to a deputy sheriff to garner special treatment was bad enough, but when you added the risk this posed to Shirley's fledgling status as a free woman, well, the whole thing made Belle so incensed that she wrapped her hands even tighter around the steering wheel of her Ford Explorer, glad to have a way to channel her rage, a place to direct it temporarily. She'd done everything she could do for Shirley. In the three months since her sister's return, Belle had given her a place to stay, bought her clothes, tolerated her smoking, and she'd stayed out of her hair, letting Shirley make her own decisions. And by decisions, Belle meant mistakes. The two words had become synonymous in her mind when it came to Shirley. There'd been trouble from the start. One night, Shirley fell asleep in a kitchen chair with a burning cigarette notched between two fingers, jerking awake just in time to avert disaster. And another, she came home drunk and surly. And when Belle tried to guide the weaving woman to a bed, Shirley shook off the helping hand, and the foul word that fell out of her mouth made Belle shudder in shock, as if Shirley had coughed up a toad or a spider. Such behavior confirmed her sister's lack of judgment, of manners, of respect, of, well, maybe Sheriff Fogelsong had nailed it. Lack of gratitude, he'd said to Belle when she confided her frustration about Shirley. That's what's really eating at you. You expect her to be grateful, even humble, for sticking by her, for waiting, for taking her in. Plus, ever held a cork underwater and then let it go? Shoots up like a geyser, way the hell up in the air. The sheriff, Belle quickly decided, had a point. Ever get tired, she had countered, of being right all the damn time? His reply... Oh, I'm wrong on purpose every now and again, just to keep things interesting. The recollection of that encounter reminded Belle of how much she missed him. And not just because she was staring straight in the face of an unsolved homicide that had left the town edgy and restive. Fogelsong had taken a month's leave of absence. He was scheduled to return in the coming week, at which point Pam Harrison would hand back over the top spot and resume her job as chief deputy. But still, even a short spell without him was too long for Belle. Nick Fogelsong knew her better than anyone else. He understood her right down to the ground, and she appreciated his perspective. Needed it, more to the point. Surely, he'd gently remind Belle when her irritation got in the way of sound thinking, was a 46-year-old woman who'd never had a chance to be young. She'd been in prison for three decades— and in that bleak and tightly regulated place, every step was monitored, every spontaneous impulse blocked.
So Belle had cut her some slack, backed off, held her tongue. But tonight, an entirely new threshold had been crossed. This was the first time Shirley had stayed away for several days running, or used Belle's name in a scrape with the law. This was disturbingly fresh territory, and it came at a time when Belle ought to be focusing on public safety in general, not a misbehaving sister in particular. If Shirley was caught up in a sweep at Tommy's, the bar's proprietor, Tommy Lesore, was himself a convicted felon, having served four and a half years on a narcotics charge. Her parole could be revoked. Hey, pretty lady. At the same moment Belle heard the words, she smelled the hot, oniony stink of the man who had suddenly thrust his face in the explorer's open window. He'd taken her by surprise. So intent was she on her thoughts as she stared at the run-down bar. But she wasn't frightened.